Welcome, everyone, to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Bodger. Terrific. This week, we go way back in time, back when nature decided to dial it up to 11, and we cover some Ice Age giants. Hmm. This is actually going to be part one of a two-part series on Ice Age animals. So this episode, we will cover giant herbivore animals like mammoths, mastodons, giant sloths, and a few others. And next episode, we are going to cover predators during the Ice Age. And we will also learn about what an Ice Age is. We'll kind of figure out more about that. Okay. Uh, and I, I had a lot of uh, deep science to go through this episode. I'll bet. A, lot, a ton of scientific terms, giant words that I have no chance of pronouncing correctly. Mm-hmm. But I tried to condense it and try to uh, make it easily understandable, mostly for my sake. <laughs> Uh, and Dave, you also have an animal you're going to talk about, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Great. Um, and we, we hope everyone enjoyed our last episode, the 11th edition of Recent Animal Stories and Attacks. Those are always some of our favorite ones to do. Yeah. Uh, I really like doing those ones. And uh, last last episode, we had the crazy crossbow death story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where the guy crazy. shoots a crossbow, goes through a dog, <laughs> through the door, and then kills the guy inside. Yeah. So definitely go back and check out that episode, particularly that story if you haven't. Yeah. And as always, we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to us. It's really awesome that you're out there. And if you enjoy the show, something you can do to contribute is go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever platform you use. You know, give us a review. Give us five stars. Say something you like about the show. Say whatever. It doesn't matter. The, but the ratings and reviews really help our podcast you know, gain more attention, gain more listeners. So it would be it would be great if you could help us out with that. And Dave, uh, happy 80th episode. Hey! This is episode 80. Nice. Did you think we would get to this point? Yeah, I was hoping. <laughs> I, I don't even know if I thought about it. Really? I, well, I was just like... Well, I hope we get to episode 100. I never thought about it. I was just like, I'm just doing it one at a time yeah. in my mind. So. I see you dedicated enough. I, I, I see you easily hitting 100. Yeah, well, we're going to hit 100 for sure. Yeah. But uh, as always, we are joined in this studio by the smartest cheetah you will ever meet, Professor Cheetor. The Ice Age time period is very interesting. It was filled with massive megafauna. It was also a time period that was cold as balls. Thank you, gentlemen. Wow. Okay. Uh, I think he dumbed it down for us a yeah, little bit uh, there at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was him naturally or he's just doing it for us. Maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what do you say we get started, Dave? Okay. Sometime. Somewhere. But before we get into some animals, let's first figure out what an Ice Age is and what it's all about. So I'm not going to get into too scientific about it, but an Ice Age is a period of colder global temperatures and reoccurring glacial expansion. Okay. And there have been at least five significant Ice Ages in Earth's history. 
with about a dozen periods of glacial expansion occurring in the last one million years. How many? There's been a dozen different times where it's okay. built up. In the time. last million. Okay. Yes. These global cooling periods begin when a drop in temperature prevents snow from fully melting in some areas. The bottom layer turns to ice, which becomes a glacier. Uh, and as the weight of accumulated snow causes it to slowly move forward. Okay. A pattern emerges in which the snow and ice traps the Earth's moisture, fueling the growth of these ice sheets as the sea levels simultaneously drop. <laughs> You're looking at me like, oh. No, I get okay. it, yeah. Uh, an ice age causes enormous changes to the Earth's surface. Glaciers reshape the landscape by picking up rocks and soil and eroding hills during their unstoppable push. Meanwhile, the dramatic drop in sea levels enables rivers to carve out deeper valleys and produce enormous inland lakes. If you remember, we used to have an enormous lake here. Yeah. It was Lake... Bonneville. Yeah. Lake Bonneville covered a massive territory. I don't know how long ago that was. Well, it, it, it's interesting because it would, it, just how there were lots of ice ages, it would fill and empty out yeah. so many times over millions of years, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, in fact, at one point, it was actually part of the ocean. Like it would, uh, I don't know, like the Sierra Nevadas were an island and it would, yeah, no, that's come right. In, and then it would enclose it off. But for the most part, it was fresh coming from glaciers. When it once mm -hmm. it got closed off, it would turn. For the most part, it would get uh, it was fresh water. Yeah. Well, we have um, up in northern Utah and part in northern Utah, part in Idaho, the Bear Lake. Uh huh. That's a beautiful like yeah. glacier lake. Like it looks bright blue still. Yeah. That was a glacier lake. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's hard to kind of contemplate some of this. Yeah. In, in ways, but I'm just giving you the gist of it. Um, so also, uh, previously submerged land bridges appear between continents now that the sea levels have uh, dropped. So okay. land bridges are coming up. The most famous land bridge is the Bering Strait that connected Russia to Alaska. This is where scientists believe humans migrated from Asia to North America. Mm. And lots of, lots of animal species as well. During, Just think how cold that would have been to migrate over. Yeah, it's... I mean, I, I can't... I wish That's I knew crazy. exactly. Uh, during warmer periods, so during an ice age, the glaciers will melt and create new lakes along with ocean levels rising. So today, we are actually technically technically in what's called the Quadrinary Ice Age. Huh. Which started 2.6 million years ago. So technically, it's an ice age as long as there are ice sheets. Oh, Curren okay. Currently, ice sheets are in Antarctica and Greenland, despite us having pretty warm temperatures and getting warmer, obviously. Mm. So, yeah, you can have an ice. You could have a warm period, but still be in an ice age as long as yeah. there's. It seems like as long as there's um, glaciers and ice sheets up in the poles. Okay. So during the last one million years, a dozen major glaciations have happened. So even during yeah, an ice age, there are periods of major glaciation and warmer periods with less uh, glaciers. So it can, you know, just yeah. through time. The largest glaciation period was about 650,000 years ago and lasted for 50,000 years. Wow. 
the most recent glaciation period, the main one that we are going to be talking about, this is the main one that you think you think of when you hear Ice Age, uh, and it is also known as simply the Ice Age. That's what it's commonly known okay. as. Uh, this it reached its peak conditions about eighteen thousand years ago. Okay, and it kind of ended about ten thousand years ago. Okay, <clears throat> at the height of the most recent glaciation. The ice grew to more than 12,000 feet thick as sheets spread across Canada, northern Europe, and Russia. Sea levels dropped more than 400 feet, while global temperatures dipped around 10 degrees Fahrenheit. 400 feet uh, for the ocean water. Yeah. Wow. And an average... Yeah, on the temperature dipped uh, dipped to 10, 10 degrees Fahrenheit on average, but in some areas it dipped all the way down to 40 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. In North America, the region of the Gulf Coast states were dotted with pine forest and prairie grasses that are normally associated with the northern states in Canada. So the world just looked different. Yeah. And along with solar radiation levels, it is believed that global warming and cooling is connected to plate tectonic activity. The shifting of the Earth's plates create large-scale changes to continental masses, hmm. which impacts ocean and atmospheric currents and trigger, triggers volcanic activity that releases carbon dioxide into the air. So it all plays okay. a factor. Probably the most significant outcome of the recent Ice Age was the development of Homo sapiens. That's us. Hey. <laughs> I know you do that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, humans adapted to the harsh climate by developing such to- uh, tools as bone needles to sew clothing together uh, that they, they got from hunting large animals and used the, the land bridges to spread to new regions. Okay. And by the time things got warmer, humans were in position to take advantage of the favorable conditions by developing agriculture and domestication techniques. Meanwhile, most of the megafauna that resigned supreme during the Ice Age all went extinct by its end. Mm. The reasons for the disappearance of these giant Ice Age creatures uh, could be from human hunting to disease. Or those are some of the mysteries. It's, it's kind of a big mystery why all of these animals disappeared. Huh. And, yeah, they're yet just yet to be fully explained. Scientists continue to study the evidence of these important periods, both to gain more insight into the Earth's history and to help determine future climate, climatic events. Yeah. So, so good information there. I hope, I hope yeah. that wasn't too uh, scientific or anything like that. But I did get all of that inf- if you, information from uh, history.com. Oh, okay. So I have a source there on that one to explain the Ice Age. Okay. You know, it is pretty interesting. But it I, it seems like the changes might be what causes the uh, a lot of them to go extinct. Um, I, in fact, I read something about uh, air pressure back in the Ice Age. Um, there was a lot more, oddly enough, there was a lot more uh, 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 moisture in the air mm. at the time. Because usually uh, ice will suck it out. It's usually yeah. pretty dry. It becomes more humid. But... I guess there was more in the air, and I wonder if that moisture in the air helps create larger creatures. Because in the in the dinosaur era, Man, were... there's a lot more moisture in there. I mean, it's like a, it's like living in a sauna. Um, the whole the air is just 
there's water all through yeah. it just because it's steaming off. But uh, maybe I wonder if that has to do with why larger creatures were able to live back then. Because then when it changes it. and it, you know the moisture gets sucked out, it's more arid than. I wouldn't doubt there's something to it. They're not getting it. enough water in their system. They're too big, you know. They can't get it around. I don't know. I mean, that's a good theory there. I, I can't. Yeah, it is a theory. I can't yeah. confirm or deny <laughs> that. What you were saying is correct. But I mean, there's a lot of things that are to it. Yeah. I mean, you have the giant uh, herbivores, so that obviously means predators are going to be bigger to try to take those down. And there's, yeah. there's so many things that it's too hard to contemplate. Yeah. But now that we know a little bit about the Ice Age, what do you say we talk about some of the great megafauna that lived during the time? Let's do it. And let's start by talking about one of the poster animals of the time period. Let's talk about mammoths. Yeah. Particularly uh, woolly mammoths. Now, I would guess that everyone has heard of a mammoth and knows what they are. Uh, the oldest mammoth species was the South African mammoth, appeared around 5 million years ago. Huh. So most of these animals go uh, that we talk about go back that far, several million years, uh -huh. and then they all died out 10,000 okay. years ago, for the most part, okay. with all the animals that we talk about. Um, descendant species of these mammoths moved north and continued migrating, eventually covering most of uh, Eurasia, then going into North America around 600,000 years ago. The last species to emerge, the woolly mammoth, developed around 400,000 years ago in East Asia and then moved to North America. Woolly mammoths actually lived until about 4,000 years ago. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so woolly mammoths still existed during the construction of the Great Pyramids of Egypt. Wow. But, uh, yeah, that was only in an um, isolated area, though. Oh, okay. What area did they say? It was uh, like an islands off of Alaska. Oh, interesting. And they were smaller ones, but that's okay. what I remember reading. Yeah, just in an isolated area. Huh. Uh, mammoths were members of the elephant family, which also contains mastodons, which we're also going to talk about. Okay. And they, they're related to modern-day elephants. So the woolly mammoth was roughly the same size as a modern African elephant, give or take. Oh, okay. Males reached from 9 to 12 feet high at the shoulder and weigh more than 6 tons. Gee. That's just a big animal. Yeah. The largest, or African elephants are the largest animals on the planet right now, and you got some other big boys now. Yeah. Females could be around 8.5 to 9.5 feet and weigh 4 tons. A newborn calf weighed around 200 pounds. Like, wow. a new, like you say that with a newborn elephant, it weighs around 200 pounds. Okay. That, that's a me right there. <laughs> the woolly mammoth was well adapted to the cold environment during the last ice age. It was covered in fur with an outer covering, uh, a long, uh, long guard of hairs, and a shorter undercoat. Some hairs could reach over three feet. Wow. The color of the coat varied from very dark to very light. Uh, they had shorter ears and tails than modern elephants, uh, maybe to prevent frostbite. Oh, okay. And, uh, and, to, and heat loss. Oh, okay. They had long curved tusks, way more curved than modern elephants. And the largest, the largest known male is, had 14-foot-long uh, tusks. Wow. 
and the tusks weighed 200 pounds. Jeez. That's huge. Uh, average was around 8 to 9 feet, which is still huge. Wow. And around 100 pounds. Females also had tusks, but much smaller and thinner. Theirs were only around 5 feet and only weighed 20 pounds. Huh. That's a, that's pretty interesting, I thought. Yeah. The tusks were used for uh, manipulating objects, foraging, and, f- of course, fighting. Uh, and as well as, like, moving snow so they could get to some grasses. Okay. Um, their diet is pretty boring, honestly. <laughs> Whenever I read like um, herbivores' diets, I kind of just, eh. Yeah. All there's like all plants, grasses, another shrubbery. <laughs> that's what. It, that's what. It Ooh, was. what kind though? <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't. I didn't write all that down, but yeah, they eat grasses. And plants. Stuff. <laughs> plants. Yeah. But they had to eat a lot. A, a six-ton adult would need to eat around four hundred pounds daily. Wow. So, yeah, this kind of goes for elephants, too. And may have foraged as long as 20 hours a day. Wow. And it's believed a woolly mammoth could could live to be about 60 years old as well. The habitat they lived in is known as the Mammoth Steppe, or Tundra Steppe. This environment stretched across northern Asia, many parts of Europe, and the northern part of North America. It was a habitat similar to the grassy slopes of modern Russia. Hmm. Uh, the habitat was not dominated by snow and ice, as is popularly believed. Oh, okay. I mean, they, they were in that, in but not all something. the yeah in the winter time. I mean, not all they weren't always in snow. It's kind of what you think of. Yeah. But it wasn't always the case. Okay. Uh, they shared this habitat with many other large herbivores of the time. Like woolly rhinos, wild horses, bison. So the bison back then were actually like twice the size of bison now. Oh, wow. So everything was like twice as, at least twice as big as they are now. So That's crazy. Picture it like that. The southernmost woolly mammoth specimen was found in Shandong province in East China and it was around 30,000 years old. The southernmost European specimen was found in Spain, and it was about the same age. Okay. So they're all over the globe. Wow. And it's likely there were several, it's very likely there were several different subspecies of woolly mammoths, too. Like, there were several different species of mammoths. Like, there was the Colombian mammoth that lived in, like, all over North America. Oh, okay. And so, like... Mammoths and God, then you throw in mastodons. There was just a shit ton of elephants here <laughs> <laughs> back back then. Gee. Uh, woolly mammoths were very important to Ice Age humans. In some areas, human survival may have depended on it. Huh. Evidence of this comes from many cave drawings depicting the mammoths. They are actually the third most depicted animal in the Ice Age in Ice Age art. Oh. Uh, behind horses and bison. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. The images were made between thirty-five to eleven and a half thousand years ago. Gee. That's when they found. So humans were doing it back then. Wow. Today there are more than five hundred depictions of woolly mammoths that are known of. Wow. And depictions came from forty-six caves in Russia, France, and Spain. The French. 
Roof Gnack Cave. <laughs> I didn't. I forgot to look up the how to say that one. Uh, has the most depictions. It's a cave in France. Huh. There's also there. Um, there's also many portable art pieces depicting mammoths. So like engravings and sculptures made from ivory and bone that we found as well. Oh, okay. And humans used everything they could from a mammoth. Mammoth bones were even used to make huts in some areas. Wow. Uh, they then also you had they made various tools were made from them furniture, clothing and even musical instruments have wow. been found. You know that's crazy. You can you, you could have just killed one, and then you know this would sound morbid or something. You know, just kind of slit and be like, look, here's our house. You know, go <laughs> go right in. They're so big. <laughs> you might want to clean some things out <laughs> yeah. first. I would I would go for it's that. It's a fixer upper, but it'll it's, work. <laughs> yeah, just you know, we'll just lay on the liver. You know. <laughs> Uh, now let's talk about some frozen. Well, I forgot to mention. Of course, they would eat the mammoths as well. Okay. Yeah. I wonder how that would taste. Probably like buffalo. Probably, I yeah, I would I imagine know. it's not bad. I know pe- people eat elephants in Africa. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Hmm. People eat everything. They'll eat yeah, giraffes. That's true. It's not a big deal. Yeah. All right. Now let's talk about some frozen specimens that have been found. Okay. There have been many, many mammoths that have been found in pretty good condition, where flesh, skin, organs, and hair have been found. Wow. In 1901, a mammoth found in Siberia, it was found after a dog sniffed it out, was a 40-year-old male that died about 35,000 years ago, and it still had grass between its teeth. Wow. So that's kind of, that'd be a cool thing to find. Yeah. Just think about all the stuff you could learn. I mean, yeah, there's lots of specimens that they found. And they're finding wow. more all the time. That's crazy. I just, there was something that came out within the last year that they found a cave lion pup. A frozen oh, really? cave lion pup, I think, in Russia. Yeah. Wow. And it was like, it looked like it died not that long ago. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it was thousands. I can't remember how old it was. But yeah. Wow. So they could find it all the time. And then in 2000, there was a lot on the list. I only chose like two. But oh, okay. in 2013, a mammoth was found on an island in Siberia. It was a female around 50 to 60 years old. And when it was extracted from the ice, liquid blood spilled from the ad- abdomen cavity. Oh, wow. Isn't that nuts? That's crazy. There, there, there's there been many well-intact in, carcasses found over the years. Huh. And this has led many scientists to attempt to bring the mammoth back. Oh, wow. Using DNA found in these frozen specimens. Crazy. What's the DNA? Yeah, just like Jurassic Park. And there have been several methods that have been tried, like artificially inseminating a modern elephant egg with sperm from a frozen mammoth. Oh, no, you got to use a frog, don't you remember? <laughs> what else did they use? Oh, I don't remember. I remember the frogs. For the dinosaurs, I else. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. But the result would be an elephant-mammoth hybrid, but it has never achieved success. Huh. There were a few other methods tried out by, like, gene editing, uh-huh. but nothing has worked to my knowledge. Mm. There was a lot, there was a couple different methods, but I didn't understand any of thing what they were saying. Oh. It was re- it got really into specifics and the science, and I was... <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I wonder if maybe it's because there are certain things. 
I don't know, in the air, just the pressure, everything, how the earth is now just doesn't, you know, won't let that kind of DNA work. You know what I, I mean? That's, that's likely. And then you have to, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. It would be cool to see a real life mammoth though. Oh, it would. Yeah. Be way cool. Yeah, I wonder if I yeah I'll just I'll have to look up and see if they did any pictures if they took pictures of those frozen ones if yeah. you can see them I would yeah you can oh dude I want to see them yeah, yeah I can post them on our Facebook page okay. as well in case anybody else wants to see yeah that'd be a good idea yeah post some frozen mammoth and a cave lion as well nice so yeah well I'll do that okay uh, <clears throat> so yeah that's mammoth but also we can't forget to mention some mammoths in film ah, yes. there's I know of a couple in there. Uh, mammoths are in the 2008 movie, 10,000 B.C. Did you ever see that? I did. Did you like it? Um, it was cool to watch, but as a movie, not really. <laughs> okay. It's just, yeah. I don't remember it that well. The but story I, and everything was, yeah, you're like, okay, you know. But it was cool to watch. Yeah. The stuff you just wanted to see, you know. Yeah, and there was Sabretooth Cat in uh-huh. there. And, yeah, it was okay. Yeah. And then there's, I, this is another movie I haven't seen, but I'd like to. The 2018 movie Alpha. Oh, I didn't see that Which, one. Which, yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but it has like a human making friends with a wolf yeah. from the Ice Age, and they become pals and hunting buddies or something like that. I, I, yeah. I've never seen it, but it, it looks pretty cool. I'd like to see that movie. Yeah, I wanted to see that I one. I think it got decent reviews. I don't know. Yeah, that three and a five. When I was looking, I remember seeing a three and a half out of five. Oh, okay. It's not bad. Yeah. Then I found this one just out of nowhere the TV sci fi movie Mammoth. Where an extraterrestrial shapeshifter comes into contact of a frozen mammoth and turns itself into a mammoth <laughs> and uh, goes all, you know, causes havoc all over. I think it was like in Louisiana, but yeah, uh, a mammoth from an extraterrestrial. So nice. <laughs> I thought that was so silly. I love like, those B movies. Aren't they? They're so stupid, but they, that's they're what so makes great. them so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I love those. They're like, well, we can't just have it be an unfrozen mastodon. Make it an alien. <laughs> how could we? Just, how could we get it? Uh, it honestly mammoth. makes it better. Somehow, it just does. <laughs> aliens and mammoths. Never <laughs> thought that would come. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have probably the most famous mammoth in film is from the Ice Age series. Yeah. Uh, the mammoth named Manny, voiced by Ray Romano. Those are good movies. Yeah. For the most part, uh, they've had quite a few of them. They've actually had five. Wow. There's been five, and I've I've seen uh, not all of them, but I've seen a couple of the first ones, and they were pretty good. And then uh, Queen Latifah played uh, Manny's girlfriend named Ellie in there yeah. as well. And the first one came out in 2002. Wow. Yeah, it made me feel old seeing that. <laughs> yeah, there's five of them. I've only seen a handful. But um, that is the mammoth, Dave. Nice. One of the most famous Ice Age animals out there. Yeah. So next, we are going to cover a very similar but different species, the mm-hmm. mastodon. Okay. And to be honest, until like recently, I didn't know that there was a difference between mammoths and mastodons. I just thought that they were two different names, but they were just the same thing. I they just went by either name. Yeah, I mean, they, they look similar, there's, except there's, there's something different with the tusks. And the mastodon, I think, hunches, the front hunches are higher, if I yeah, remember right. Yeah, you're actually right on. There actually is a picture. I'll, I'll be sure to post this picture up, too, that uh, kind of you see them side by side, and you can okay. just easily tell the differences between them. So I'll put that up there so everybody can see. Okay. But uh, mastodons are 
are much more similar to modern day elephants than mammoths oh, okay. were. They lived at the same time as mammoths and everything, died out at the same time, even shared territories. Uh, but they are a different they are different species. The name Mastodon actually means breast tooth. <laughs> Interesting. It's named that because of the nipple-like projections on the crowns of their molars. Huh. And the name Mastodon is actually its informal name. I guess the proper name for them is Mammut. M-A-M-M-U-T. Huh. Oh. Okay, Isn't yeah. there a brand name Mammut? That's really sound Mammut. Yeah, well, that's Mammut. how I used to pronounce Mammut. it. Mammut, okay, you're probably right. How... Mammut is yeah, actually probably I, right. I know I've heard it, but I can't yeah. think of where. I think it's like a ski brand. Maybe it is, yeah. But maybe there's a mammoth ski brand. <laughs> I can't remember. Huh. Oh, I can't think of it. But they, um, the very first recorded remnant of a mastodon was a tooth found in Claverick, New York in 1705. Huh. So pretty much uh, teeth are the best thing for a fossil to find from a fossil because you can actually age it. Oh, okay. Yeah, teeth are one of the most important things to find from fossils in general. Interesting. Then you, you could learn a lot about an animal by its tooth. Huh. But um, other, uh, other bones were found in Kentucky and South Carolina in the 1700s as well. They were believed to be mammoth bones for a long time. Uh, African slaves even recognized the teeth being similar to that of uh, African elephants. Oh, okay. Then a scientist noted the, te- the teeth of mammoths and elephants differ from these ones. And as he stood there rubbing the tooth, you know, he was like, you know what, fellas? This one seems more titty-shaped. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to call this one the, the breast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can just see a, a scientist doing that, right? <laughs> hey, Larry, check this out. Yeah. And he, and he was the one who named it the mastodon. <laughs> Uh, these teeth allowed them to eat different things than mammoths. That's why it has okay. the shape, I guess. And it is believed that mastodons are millions of years old and at different times lived almost all over the northern hemisphere, uh, all over North and Central America, so, and then into Southern Europe, most of Asia and Southeast Asia. Uh, so there were likely many, many different species of mastodons. So we got to make that clear. Okay. Uh, the most well-known species is the American mastodon. It's the most famous. And it was one of the, the last mastodon species to have lived. Okay. The American ones lived all over North America, from Alaska, most of Canada, to New York, to Florida, the Rocky Mountains, to California, and down throughout Mexico even. Huh. Now mastodons were, they're very similar looking to modern elephants and even mammoths, but there are some differences. Let's go over them. Okay. Mastodons were also hairy. Yeah. <laughs> hairy like the woolly mammoth, but they had different builds to them. Mammoths were taller and s- slimmer, I guess you could say. Hmm. Mastodons had shorter legs, a longer body, and more heavily muscled, making them bulkier. Okay. So they were bulkier than a mammoth. And their average height was around seven to nine feet for males and weigh around seven and a half tons. Hmm. So they were shorter, but they would, could weigh the same or more uh, oftentimes. Oh, okay. So, so still really big animals. Yeah. 
the tusks of mastodons were large and more like modern elephants. Uh, so, you know, like mammoths, you said, we said had the hooked, hooked tusks. Yeah. Mastodons, not so much, but they were really, really long, too. Longer okay. than today's elephants. Okay. And they lived a lot like elephants, we believe, having social groups consisting of females and young. Uh, males abandon herds when they're old enough, and then they live alone or with other males until they find some females for themselves. Huh. I, I, I assume mammoths were probably the same in that way, too. I didn't read that about them, but huh. probably the same. Yeah, I guess they played uh, The Bachelor, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to The Bachelor. Or maybe it was The Bachelorette, I guess, because they'd have a bunch of males together. Yeah, instead of uh, a rose, they'd give them a tree trunk. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your tree trunk. You have Thank passed. You. Um, fossil evidence indicates mastodons probably died out about 10,000 years ago, along with much of the megafauna of the Ice Age. And nobody knows exactly why all the animals died. I, now, I did watch a cool documentary. It was a cool documentary. Nice. <laughs> Dave and his puns. You were making puns the other day when we were at family dinner and. I couldn't help just goth at you <laughs> in front of <Yes>. everybody. <laughs> All right. So I did. Yeah, I watched a cool documentary. It was cool. It was long and it was boring, but it was still cool. Yeah. Uh, it was about a mass grave of Ice Age animals that were found huh. somewhere in Colorado. They were going to start construction of like a new ski resort when they found fossils. Oh. And they were found in what used to be an ancient lake. And they, they ended up finding over 4,000 bones in there. Wow. Now, 90% of them were from mastodons. Gee. Others were from camels, bison, uh, mammoths, and even sloths. Wow. Uh, they didn't find any predators, though. Huh. It was, it was no predators. Yeah. It's very interesting. And nobody knows exactly how this graveyard formed under this ancient lake. Huh. Mm-hmm. Kind of stumped. I wonder if they just slid, slid there in glaciers, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Well, one theory was, like, they were... It was kind of a more mud type, uh-huh. or it was solid. And then they were like, well, if an earthquake happened like this, then it would raise the water level up, and they would be stuck in the mud. Oh. I, there was a lot of things thrown out the there. liquefaction. Liquefaction, yeah, okay. that's what it's called. So, who knows? Yeah, that's happened. interesting. But yeah, that is the Mastodon. I'll, like I said, I'll put up a... Uh, picture on social media that shows the differences between mammoths and mastodons so you can visually see okay but yeah there's they're still really cool but they are different remember that yes yeah. if you take away one thing this episode mammoths and mastodons are different our next ice age herbivore <laughs> this is a funny one i thought this is called a glyptodon huh so when you're picturing this creature in your head, think of a glyptodon as a giant armadillo slash tortoise with the same size and shape as a Volkswagen Beetle. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yep, so picture that in your head while That's I'm crazy. telling you this. Uh, and their tail actually reminded me a bit like an Ankylosaurus. Oh, nice. Yeah. Except for it didn't have the hammer at the end, but... Oh, man. Yeah, no, the coolest Mjolnir, part. No, but, Mjolnir. What, what, what's the name of that? I don't know. Thor's hammer. Mjolnir. Mjolnir? Yeah, there's okay. no Mjolnir at the end. But they were super bony and really, really strong. Uh, it's a really interesting animal, so let's talk about it for a bit. They originated in South America and 
remain have remains have been found in Brazil, Uruguay, and Argentina, but they later reached up into Central America and into the southern United States. Okay. I can't remember what what the time period was exactly, but so South America and North America used to be completely cut off from each other. So think of it as like Panama wasn't there to connect them. Okay. Then some at some point Panama rose and then it connected North and South America and a lot of this and then they started moving between. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's a lot of animals were stuck in South America for a long time, and then when say Panama came, then they could now they could cross and move northwards. Okay. And other animals could move southwards. It's a really interesting thing. Yeah. Uh, they're really yeah. So these guys they're really weird looking. But really big. It could get up to 11 feet long, stand around four and a half feet high, and weigh up to two tons. Wow. That's a, built like a small tank. Yeah, that's heavier than a Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and its most notable characteristic are their giant is their giant shell. It looks a lot like an armadillo shell, and it was covered by more than a thousand bony plates called uh, osterderms. Huh. They were armored like turtles. So, yeah, the shell yeah. kind of like a turtle, but it looked like an armadillo's. That's crazy. But unlike turtles, they could not pull their heads or tails into the shell. Oh. Or, you know, like how, how an armadillo will roll up into a ball. They, yeah. didn't, they couldn't do that either. Oh. So instead, what they had was uh, equally as hard heads and tail. Their heads and their tail were super, super bony all over for protection. Huh. And the tail looked, like I said, it looked like a bony Ankylosaurus minus the Molnir at the end. Oh, okay. Oh, man, I can just picture those things in their old days. They were probably miserable with arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah, they had some, they were built to hold with, with hold it. Though. I remember reading some, like their spines were built to hold this huge shell. And yeah, I was, you know, it's nature. Nature just finds a way, right? Yeah. And they, um, scientists believe that they used the strong bony tail as extra protection and could swing it to defend against a predator. They also think that they used their tails to fight each other. Okay. And their tail was strong enough to break another one's shell. Oh, that is crazy. Imagine seeing uh, a four-ton, or what did I say? Two-ton, four-ton? Two-ton. Two-ton giant Volkswagen. Two of them fighting each other. Yeah, just think (laughs) of the sound they'd make. Oh, man, it'd be so loud. Remember uh, uh, TJ showed us the video of the Rams, you know, when they were... Oh, yeah, when the Rams collide heads. heads. Yeah, he's he's like, I don't remember how, he's way off. He's up in the canyon, you hear a huge echo. Yeah, loud crack. Think of what those would sound like. Right? Wow. <laughs> Probably call every predator in the way. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> well, and they actually could be defeated by a predator. A predator, what it would need to do is to uh, turn it over and get it and get at it from the underbelly. Okay. That, that doesn't sound like an easy task. No. Uh, predators like the short-faced bear, saber-toothed cats... Dire wolves and terror birds likely fed on them. Terror birds? Oh, I'm so excited to talk about terror oh. birds. Next episode. <laughs> Do you know, know what they are? No. Oh, they're so cool. That's crazy. They're so cool. Yeah, we're going to talk about... I want to tell you a little bit now, but... <laughs> so they were like a giant bird, like, bigger than an ostrich, but like the top predator wow. of South America. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Sounds cool, huh? So yeah, I'm ex- I'm really excited. I watched the whole document. There's a whole documentary on them. Oh wow! I already watched. So yeah, I'm really excited to talk about Terror Birds next nice. next episode. All right. Um, yeah, and uh, <clears throat> let's see. There's uh, evidence of humans consuming these glyptodons as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we humans ate everything they could too. Gee, so. it's a very strange animal though, but pretty cool. Yeah. I liked it. So, Dave, you have an animal for us. Yeah. So, why don't you tell us about it? Okay. So, another herbivore. Um, this was what we what we would understand more as called the giant beaver. Giant beaver. Yeah, they're. Okay, called, I remember seeing this. They're one. called castoroids. I think the roids is fitting of it. <laughs> you know, it's probably a beaver, beaver on steroids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was huge. But yeah, apparently they would they would. They could grow up to eight feet long. Jeez! So they uh, they had a picture of them. it was it was it looks just like a beaver pretty much except the tail's a little thinner and longer, um, and other than that they were practically the same. But they would mm-hmm. if they're sitting you know if one's sitting upright you know just on its back legs it's like up to a human's shoulders you know yeah an average human's shoulders they were huge and it's a rodent yeah so it's it's probably one of the biggest of well beavers are, are beavers the, no. Capybara's the biggest rodent. Capybara, Beavers are okay. one of the biggest rodents oh, okay. out there. I know that because they have the teeth. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, think of a how how big did you say? It? Like eight feet? They could get eight feet long. Yeah. Jeez, that's a huge beaver. Yeah. So it's crazy, and they still had the teeth. So you think about geez. Think of all those. You want to mess with one? Yeah. It's like wow. Yeah, they could get up to six inches long. Their teeth. Six inch. That's. Oh wait, hold on. Was it six? Let me check again. Sorry, I might have re- misread that. But they get to about 220 pounds. They're about the size of a black bear. They're huge. <laughs> um, let me let me try and find the teeth again. Uh, here's a picture of the skeleton. You can kind of see how, how big the teeth yeah, are. Yeah, dude, those but those uh, are at least at least six I, inches. I know I read here. Uh, where is it? Ah, uh, darn it! Now I'm trying to scroll through oh, too fast, and I think I've skipped it. But anyway. Yeah, it, they were huge teeth. That's at least six inches for sure. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is that they weren't, they looked like beavers. They're called the giant beaver, but they didn't have uh, the same uh, environmental uh, capability that the regular beaver did. They didn't, okay. they weren't chewing trees weren't and they? making environments. Yeah. Which is probably why they, they died off because they weren't able to affect the environment like theirs. But actually, at the same time, our regular beavers lived at that lived time with period, them too, and they period. were doing yeah. their normal thing. Yeah, about. And that was about ten thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. You know? So, oh, and uh, you also made me think of it when you were talking about uh, teeth are the best thing to have because you can tell so much. That's kind of how it, what they were able to tell with these. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, these teeth. No, they weren't made for wood. Um, what they did eat was were uh, they they ate marine plants, mm-hmm. and so you know back in the ice age, all that stuff was. Gigantic, which is probably why everything was everything so big. Everything was gigantic. But, yeah, so they just they lived off uh, marine life. So they probably spent their most of their life in the rivers. And oh, whatnot, I'm sure they did. Eating, eating plants, you know, and chewing on them. But I thought that was it was pretty interesting. Uh, um, thinking, thinking about that, they're just huge. But yeah, again. They didn't have the same capabilities. Yeah, of, imagine of if they making, did of damming up things. And, imagine if know. they did, they'd be building whole whole cities. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> this is, uh, Beaver City. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, think about what they could ruin. You know. <laughs> oh man, that <laughs> goes New York. Yeah, they could cover the whole state. <laughs> Sounds like a sci-fi. Uh, oh yeah, uh, film in the making, doesn't it? <laughs> well, have you <laughs> ever seen? There is a uh, movie called Zombievers. 
Did you ever see it? I think we oh, talked about we it heard, I, Yeah, we did talk about that I, one. I saw it, and it was it was obviously bad, but it was, like, really good, too. Oh, yeah? It was, I liked I it. I didn't it was see it. a good it. movie. Ah, I didn't see it. I wish I did. It doesn't take itself serious by any means, but it was actually pretty good. <laughs> so everybody go watch Zombievers. Zombievers, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was. they were pretty neat. Pretty neat little creature, but little, little giant. But yeah, it's crazy because, like you said, back then it was like everything we have now just it was twice the size. Twice the size, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah, good one, Dave. I was I almost did covered that one myself. Oh, did you? I'm glad you did it. And I've got two more animals for us this episode. Next, I was well, I was gonna do the woolly rhino, but the woolly rhino was quite similar to. A woolly mammoth in terms of like when and where it lived and how it looked. Uh-huh. No, it was just a lot of, other than it was a rhino. But So I found actually a different rhino species to talk about. Oh, okay. This rhino species is called Elasmotherium. Huh. E-L-A-S-M-O-T-H-E-R-I-U-M. I looked it up. Huh. Or its nickname, the Siberian Unicorn. Oh, nice. And They do exist. <laughs> There were oh, several. There were at least four recognized species that were in this family of rhino. Okay, and uh, that lived in Central Asia, so like in Kazakhstan and the other Stan countries, southern Russia and parts of Europe, Eastern Europe. Okay, they were real giants too. They could reach up to twenty feet in length. Wow! Stand nearly seven feet at the shoulder. And weigh over four tons. Wow! Think about that. That's so big. <laughs> you know those. Uh, you, you have. I don't know. If you've seen them. They used to do stories and stuff. They were illustrated graphics of, you know, humans with dinosaurs, and then they'd have them with ice age creatures. Think of what you could do with those things. They're like you know, almost like Fred Flintstone. They're totally construction <laughs> vehicles. You know. Yeah. This one. Would, this would be like the battering the battle ram. As a tank. Yeah. It's this like, would be wow. the battering ram of this. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, they were uh, yeah, like real giants, and they could—they were so big. Argu- um, arguably, they were the largest rhino species to ever exist. Wow. They were more comparable to in size to a woolly mammoth than a woolly rhino. Wow. And nearly twice the size of today's white rhinos, which are the biggest ones we have now. Gee. Twice the size of that. The uh, pictures of it I saw were really cool looking that oh, they, yeah? they made for this animal. I'll put that up as well. I'll put okay. a, I'm going to be putting a lot of pictures up, I guess, on this. Okay. And it is depicted as also being woolly, but also bare-skinned, like modern rhinos. So I guess we aren't sure huh. what it was. Some scientists believe it was also semi-aquatic. And oh, interesting. It resembled a hippo. Because it has four toes rather than three in other rhinos. Huh. But it has that has since been shown there more recently has since been shown to only three of the toes are functional, I guess. And oh. one of them, and this theory hasn't garnered much scientific attention. Oh, so okay. I guess not. Huh. Now its most notable feature is a single giant horn on its head. The huge horn may have reached over six feet in length. Wow. That's taller than both of you or I. That's crazy. Uh, <clears throat> but they can tell... So no fossils of the horn have been found. But 
They can tell by the way the skull is shaped. And in rhinos, the horn is not attached to bone, but grows from the surface of a, a dense skin tissue. Huh. I guess. So. But uh, yeah, that's how it got its name, the unicorn. And it had similar limbs to that of the white rhino, which a, a, a white rhino can run at like almost 20 miles an hour. Hmm. But these guys were twice the size, so it's likely that they were much slower. Okay. And that's another thing I read, is that animal, these huge, large animals, most of them were sh- slower Okay. Then, like we have now, and that makes sense. Yeah. Actually, if all the animals were slower, then why would any of them? You know what I mean? Yeah. Then, so that is one thing I read. So I do believe that Ice Age animals were slower okay. than today's. Uh, now, unlike the other animals that we've talked about, it is believed that these rhinos actually went extinct before the rest of them. Okay. About. 35,000 years ago is what I saw. Hmm. Uh, not 10,000 like the rest. Uh, this could be true, but it also needs to be studied more. So there is, it's still ongoing evolution. Okay. Uh, so who knows? <laughs> who knows when they all died out? Can you imagine a rhino like that, though? That's that thing crazy. Is massive. Jeez. It's a small tank, that rhino. <laughs> it's huge. All right. Our next and last animal of the episode is another giant. This one is called Megatherium. Wow. That's pretty good. (laughs) Megatherium. That name means giant beast. That's what it means. Oh. (laughs) And it is, this is a a member of the giant ground sloths. Oh, wow. You've heard of them, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Apparently, there are like been 80 different. Uh, species of ground sloth that have been found. So I decided to just cover one in specific. (laughs) But ground sloth species were all over North and South America. Megatherium was found in South America and is considered to be the largest ground sloth. Hmm. The first fossil specimen was found in Argentina in 1788. It was then taken to Madrid, where it still stands today. Other fossils have been found all over South America, and it was determined to be a sloth. And at first, thought, um, at first thought they have, they they first thought that they lived in trees like modern sloths. Uh-huh. Imagine a huge animal like that living in trees. I don't think so. But yeah, it was the, it was they're so big that the theory was thrown out. Okay. Uh, these sloths were one of the largest animals during the Ice Age, measuring up to 20 feet in length. Wow. And weigh over four tons. That's like the oh standard for, for all these animals. You got to weigh at least four tons, bro. That's that's, that's like the Bigfoot for uh, the caveman. Yeah. <laughs> that's huge. It's so big. And it's a sloth. Wow. It's not like an elephant where we can actually picture it or a rhino where we can picture it. It's a freaking sloth. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's where Godzilla came from. You know, something that big, tearing down the caveman building. (laughs) Its large size enabled it to feed at heights unreachable by other herbivores. Mm. It was able to stand on its hind legs and use its tail to make a tripod. Mm. And they had giant curved claws on all of its legs, uh, used to pull down branches with uh, the pull, used pull down branches that they wanted the best leaves. But I feel like they could just tear down the whole damn tree. Yeah, with those things and how big they are. 
And the giant claws are also believed to be used for digging as well. Oh, one wow. one thing I read is that they actually dug their own holes and tunnels. I was like, oh, wow. I don't know about that. They Having it that huge. big of an animal, you doing that? Yeah. I don't know about that one. Wow. Uh, these giant sloths likely lived in groups, and may have, they may have lived inside of caves. That's a little more... I could buy that a little yeah. bit more than them digging giant... <laughs> think about it, that's, those would be giant holes. Yeah, they just gave in. <laughs> they would, you'd think. Uh, and similar to modern sloths, their stomachs were able to gi- digest coarse um, food, so it could it would actually spend a lot of time resting, so... In order to digest their food, oh, that's why okay. that's why modern sloths are, move so slowly. It's because oh. they're constantly digesting. <laughs> slow down, slow down. <laughs> I gotta digest first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I still think what's that a Zootopia movie with the sloths? That's yeah. still one of the funniest bits. That was pretty good. <laughs> when they're at the DMV and yeah. she's trying to get. <laughs> that's a funny bit, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's believed that they were mostly hairless, like m- kind of like modern elephants, due to their large size and living in warmer areas, huh. for the most part. Uh, other ground sloths could have their hair, but these not these guys. Crazy. Uh, these guys lived for millions of years very successfully, but like... Like the other megafauna, they all went extinct 10,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. But one thing these guys, they had, was they were living in South America. And like I said, they were living in South America before the Panama came in to moon over animals. And they didn't really have any predators. Wow. For well, a, they're so for big, a, too. Yeah, they're so big. So they didn't have much. Maybe they had the terror bird. Ooh. Oh, boy. The terror bird. Uh, I'm excited to tell you about yeah, that. Yeah, I want to hear. <laughs> Maybe I'll just do a whole episode on the terror bird there for you. There you go. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll t- that's next time. Okay. <laughs> and it is it's highly likely that humans hunted um, some giant ground sloth species, and I wouldn't doubt it. But we aren't sure why they went extinct, just like everything else. Hmm. And I honestly don't feel like humans could be responsible for all of the mass, this giant mass die-off of all these giant animals around the same time, you know? Yeah. Like, maybe you could say, like, well, maybe they killed all the mammoths. But then everything, though? Yeah, it'd be it hard to see. Make, especially when especially all Especially when we were, you know, the human population wasn't even that big. No, it couldn't have been. Yeah. So, I don't know what killed them. Yeah. You don't know what killed them. But something had to happen, like, environmentally for the ma- a mass extinction like this. Yeah. I, we don't even, nobody knows, I don't think, all the way. Yeah. Aliens. Aliens. The next sci-fi movie will tell us the truth. Yeah. <laughs> But that is the giant ground sloth, Megatherium. Uh, and Dave, that is going to wrap up the episode. Okay. Uh, like I said, next next episode will be a part two, and we will go over the predators of the Ice Age. I, I, oh, yeah. I'm excited for that, because predator, uh, predators excite me a little bit more. I mean, mammoths are awesome, but yeah. there's something cool about a saber-toothed cat. And yeah. The short-faced bear. And dire wolves and terror birds. Yeah, I want to hear about this terror bird. Yeah, yeah that's gonna be cool. So make sure to tune in next episode. And Dave, we have a shout out to give hey. from an iTunes review. So we want to thank you, Jay Boogie. Jay Boogie. I like that name. It's a good name. Yeah. Jay Boogie. <laughs> yeah, he came to our our defense. You could say uh, after the one guy said we were awful and left a, a bad, bad review. Uh-huh. 
Jay Boogie said that he didn't know what the one star review guy is talking about in it, so that's good for us. <laughs> Thanks, Jay Boogie. Uh, yeah, and he also said that we are a fun show to listen to and to keep up the good work. Nice. Yes, thank you very much, Jay Boogie. That, that really does mean a lot, and we encourage everybody to do that as well. Yeah. And so, Dave, if they want to do that, what can they do for us? Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to. Subscribe, rate, review. Give us five stars. Say what you like. You know, say what, say what you really enjoy about the show. really helps us out. helps us to gain more attention and more listeners. If you want to become an even more awesome contributor to the show, you can also make a donation, you know. Uh, help us out a little bit in that way. Matt, take it from there. <laughs> Very good. You're getting better every time. So. Yes, uh, donations would be more than wonderful. And you can do that by uh, Venmo or... Oh, what's the other one called? PayPal. PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> PayPal. Yes, you can find us on PayPal uh, on, on our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com or on Venmo on my personal account, Matthew-Hamilton-51. Uh, all the info is on the description below. And to all the listeners, feel free to contact us if you ever want to tell us a cool animal-related story of you or someone you know. We're going to be having our an another anniversary episode within the next month or two. Yeah, when is it? Is it June? I think it's the end of June. Okay. So I'd like to share some more listener stories for that, like yeah. we did last year. So, yeah, please go ahead and send us any kind of stories that, that you would like to be told. Or if you just have a question or if you want to suggest an episode idea, please feel free. You can email us or message us on Facebook. Also, help us grow by recommending us to family and friends. Tell them we are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google. We're on all the platforms we need to be on. Uh, Dave, do you have anything else to add for us? No, I'm good. All right. Well, how about you, Professor Cheetor? Did you know that I had cheetah ancestors that lived during the Ice Age? Hmm, perhaps we could go over them next week as well. Hey, that's, that's a good idea, Cheetor. Interesting. I will, I will put that on the list. Thank you for your wise decision making. Well, yeah, now we got the terror bird end. <laughs> and, uh, Ice Age cheetahs. Yeah, cheetahs. I think there's an American cheetah and then there's like a giant cheetah. Wow. Yeah, there was, there was everything back then, dude. It was, wow. There's so much. All right, let's hear it. Okay. Uh, this is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends. Be a part of building us up. And we will see you next episode. Bye. <laughs>